In these crazy times, it's hard to believe what people say when all you really want is somebody to keep it 100. Well, you're in the right place. This is my take with Dorothy Burton, a candid and objective look at life, leadership, and current events with a dose of inspiration. Here's my take with Dorothy Burton. Hi, this is Dorothy. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. This week, my take with Dorothy Burton. Election day is Tuesday. This is Saturday. I'm I'm recording this on Saturday. Election day is Tuesday. And I, like millions of other Texans, early voted. I stood in line two hours and 40 minutes. I've never stood in line two hours and 40 minutes to vote. So something is amiss. Either all these people are turning out to vote for Trump or all of them are turning out to vote for Biden. The majority of them, but we'll see on Tuesday. One thing is for sure, I heard this morning that um, this year ends a 40-year reign of baby boomers being the majority population, the majority population now being millennials and Generation Z. So this election, in more ways than one, is a watershed election. We have two 70-something-year-old guys running against one another and then a white guy in Pence, what, in his 60s, 50s, 50s, 60s, running against uh, Kamala Harris. And she does pronounce that Kamala for those who like to make fun of her name. Let me say this. She wasn't my choice. I mean, really Biden is my choice. Ain't now one of these people my choice. But Trump ain't my choice. I voted for Trump in 2016. I'd vote for a stump before I voted for Donald Trump. Again, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. just wouldn't. I, I can't remember being so disappointed in a president in all my life. And I voted for every Republican president since Ronald Reagan. But see, I didn't know anything about The Apprentice. I'm not a TV watcher. I don't read the Inquirer, nothing like that. So, I, you know, I don't keep up reality TV. That's just not my thing. All I knew was I didn't care at all for Hillary. So Trump was a consolation. It's not so much that I voted for Donald Trump. It's that I voted against Hillary Clinton. And this time around, I'm not voting for Joe Biden, although I cast my vote for Joe Biden. I'm not voting so much for Joe Biden as I am voting against Donald Trump. And let me say this. I do believe Donald Trump is a racist. I do believe Donald Trump is a bigot. I do not throw those terms around. I've been a conservative Republican all my life. And I always chafed at people who uh, saw racist behind every corner and accused so easily people of being racist. But Donald Trump's actions, his words, all of that. Now, I know there are a number of black people who are still uh, for Donald Trump conservatives, and God bless them. I'm just not one of them anymore. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens come Tuesday. And the thing about it is, all of this division and all this strife and all this anger that we're seeing, you know, it's not, from what I can tell, reading different uh, sites, listening to talk radio. Yeah, I still listen to talk radio. I listen to all of them. I start out in the mornings with Chris Salcedo. I can tell, I can call a roll. Y'all think I'm lying. I can call a roll. After Chris Salcedo is the guy who's about to meet God and give an account for all, all this evil, all this stuff, all this mean stuff he said over the years, all these things about people that God created just as well as him, uh, Rush Limbaugh. So after Chris Salcedo, I listen to Rush uh, Limbaugh. Then I take a break, and after I take a lunch break, I come back and I listen to Rick Roberts. Am I lying so far? the lineup and then after Rick Roberts I take a break because I want to be ready for the great one Mark Levin and 
after Mark Levin, it started to where Mark Levin and my other favorite one, Michael Savage, would come on at the same time. So when there's a conflict, I think Mark Levin bleeds over into Michael Savage since Michael Savage's time changed. And then I end my day with Michael Savage. So I listen all day long to talk radio when, I, when I'm in the car and when I have the radio on. Started with Chris Salcedo. Chris Salcedo, Rush Limbaugh, Rick Roberts, the great one, Mark Levin. And I end my day with Michael Savage. How about that? So when I tell you that I'm a conservative Republican, I've always been. But now I am a staunch independent because I left the Republican Party uh, last year. Because the Republican Party ceased being the Republican Party that I knew and loved. So, you know, rather than just stay and throw rocks, I just say, hey, all good things come to an end. So after 42 years of being a Republican, I declared myself an independent. And I, I thank God it was the best decision I made. I tell you why because I I have a uh, I founded a Christian organization and everybody in Dallas County where I live knows that I've been a Black Republican so there was always you know some some kind of doubt you know I know Dorothy and I, I I know Dorothy I like her but she's a Republican and I you know I just can't get past that you know what God will do when God calls you to a work first He's going to prepare you for the work and that preparation sometimes can take years and years and years. And looking back on it, my preparation was 42 years as a Republican. 42. Some of y'all ain't even been around that long. But that's how long I was immersed in politics, particularly party politics. As a political junkie. Didn't know that God was preparing me for the work that he's preparing me for, that he's given me now to do as founder of Christians in Public Service, where I write about leadership, public servant leadership. It's a very unique organization. Now others are looking at it and saying, hmm, I think I can do that. But you know what? Let me tell y'all one thing. When God calls you for something, when God purposes you for something, people are going to try to copy you all day long. People are going to try to mimic you. But one thing is for sure. What God has purposed for you, he has purposed for you. People can copy you all day long. Look, there is a McDonald's and then there's Whataburger and then there's all the rest of them. In and out Burger came to Texas not too long ago. But Texas will tell you, in and out Burger is fine, but it's not Whataburger. So God gave me Christians in Public Service seven years ago to found, and we are just now coming into our own. Had to lay a lot of groundwork. If you look at the Christian uh, organizations now that's in politics, they are white, they are conservative, they are, they are Republican. God has given me a very different ministry than that. My ministry is not white. It's not conservative. It's not Republican. It's not based on Republican values, you know, God, guns, and country. It's just based on God and the truth of his word and leadership based on biblical principles. So that's principally why I'm here. And that's principally why Christians in Public Service exist. So when you get an opportunity, go over to ChristiansInPublicService.org and take a look at our website and take a look at what we do. And after the election, November 3rd, we are a membership organization of current and former public servants. And that includes elected, appointed, and staff. So I'm just really excited about that because I get to do what God has purposed me to do. Because I was an elected official myself. I was a city council person for four terms. So if I can encourage you in anything today, if your life just seems kind of disjointed, it's like, how does all this fit together? Don't worry about how it all fits together. God knows how it all fits together because he fitted you together before he sent you here. But the pieces of the puzzle won't make sense to us. They'll make sense to God. He's already put it together for you. You just have to get there. So mine is very unique. Even part of this podcast 
you know, I've tried to do this podcast my way. I've tried to do this podcast on things that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to talk about elected officials. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about that. And you know what God did? God shut my mouth. He has shut my mouth for months because it's like, okay, until you decide, Dorothy, that you're going to talk about what I want you to talk about, I'm just not going to give you anything to talk about. And then I started trying to write script, you know, because I'm reading like podcasts, you know, write your script out. And so I'm writing my script out and, and trying to make it seem like I'm not really reading. And Holy Spirit said, what you doing? I said, well, Holy Spirit, I'm trying to do my script. He said, well, you ain't got no script without me. So I said, okay. And he has shut my mouth. But now he has opened my mouth and I'm really thankful for that. Tuesday, I'm going to do a Facebook Live. It's called Our Take Where to America from Here. And it's going to be former Texas Congressman Alan Steelman. It's going to be myself. It's going to be a good friend of mine, a former colleague. She actually served with Cory Booker when Cory Booker was mayor of Newark, the city council of Newark, New Jersey. Mildred Crump, who is currently the council, city council president. She's going to be on the panel as well as Judge Tom Nowak, Collin County 366th Judicial Court up in Collin County, Texas. And we are going to talk about where to America from here, a conversation in black and white. Now, I am, since I left the Republican Party, a very fierce independent, meaning I look at every candidate, person by person, policy by policy, what they stand for. I mean, up and down. And one thing I know that I will never, ever, 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 ever be, and that is beholden to any party, any political party and it has taken God a whole year and a half I guess to kind of work that out of me most of you know my story I went to a seminary my final year on city council and at 50 years old starting in seminary but as I alluded to before and said before the various pieces of the puzzle of our lives won't make sense to us But it makes all the sense in the world to God. And that's why we have to put our trust and our faith in him and walk by faith every day. Get up every day knowing that you have to walk by faith. Because if you don't walk by faith, then you're going to fall off the cliff. Just will. And one thing I keep in front of me, and I think it's Matthew 6, 33, but it's, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his ways, And everything else will be added to you. So uh, I say that to say it's a lot going on right now. And it's a lot going on in people's lives. I know it's a lot going on in your life. And a lot of stuff don't make sense. People dropping dead all around us. While I'm at it, I want to give my condolences to the city of DeSoto. Leon McCowan, the McCowan family. And the shocking loss of Mayor uh, Curtis Dean McCowan. Curtis Dean was from Jefferson, Texas, just like me. And uh, I've known her all of my life. And she was an incredible leader and an incredible woman. So my condolences to the city of DeSoto and even more to the McCowan family. So you guys, this podcast is just to say I'm back. (laughs) And looking at this election coming up on Tuesday, if I had to call it, you know, let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. Let me say this. Donald Trump isn't the problem. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump is the answer to a lot of people, but a lot of people see him as the problem. 
I'm with the camp that Donald Trump isn't the problem, but Donald Trump represents is a personification of many problems that America still has. We've done a good job of curring up. You know, when you're in a marriage, it looks like you're the perfect couple, but you're not, and you know you're not. And that's how America is. We have been for so long, yeah, we have integration. We have more African-Americans and Hispanics and positions of authority and power and politics than we ever had before. But America is still, for the most part, and especially the church, and I'm just going to say this, especially the church, America is still racist. And, and a lot of people say, oh, there she goes. No, it's really true. It really is. See, if you're a fish and you're swimming in the water, do you know? <laughs> Does a fish know that it's wet? Does a fish know that it's swimming? No, because this is nature. Does a racist know that they're racist? No, this is nature. But when you call it out, it's just like a fish flopping around. If you take the fish out of its natural environment of the water and place it, you know, on the ground, on the beach, it starts flopping around. It gets angry. It gets choked up. It just flops around because it's out of its natural environment. Same as a racist. Same as a racist. If you call out a racist and take a racist out of its natural environment, it's going to get angry. He or she going to get angry, deny that they're racist because it's all they know. It's all they know. It's all they know. Black Americans experience, and I can't speak for all black Americans. I wouldn't even attempt to do that. I'm just an old East Texas girl. But I'll tell you that this election is going to be a referendum on America, and it's going to be a referendum on the church in America, the church, the church that's so divided, the church that's so white and so black, the church that's so Hispanic. What did God do? God shut it down. God shut all the churches down. He just shut the doors with this COVID. He shut the doors. Now what you going to do? Now the churches, you know, church is going to find a way to be churchy. So, you know, they take to YouTube, they take to social media, but they still, they still, still, still as divided as they've always been. And the thing about it is the church don't even know its way back. You know why? Because the church never found its way in the first place. It didn't. It did not. That's why you have a black church. That's why you have a white church. And the only reason there had to be black churches, black people couldn't even read. We were even forbidden from learning to read the Bible. So we can't even read. So whites organized churches. They knew the Bible. They knew the word. So they organized their churches. But they didn't allow us in. They didn't recognize us even as human beings. I don't know what Bible they were reading. I still don't know to this day what Bible some of them are reading. But they didn't even allow us in the front door. So... Our grandparents and great-grandparents had to figure it out the best way they could. But it wasn't them alone that was figuring it out. The Holy Spirit was with them. There's no other way in the world. No other way in the world. So the Holy Spirit was with them. But white people weren't. So black people had to form their own churches. Not out of because we wanted to. It was because we were denied by white church God-loving, fearing folk in the church door. Y'all's churches, white churches. So we were forced to form our own. Don't think that God didn't see that. And don't think that there won't be a reckoning day for it. Perhaps what we're seeing today is part of the reckoning. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that it is. So whites in America, from the plantation to the church to businesses to every socioeconomic system and i'm not downing anybody i'm just making the opposite i ask whole spirit say speak through me before i open my mouth because i ain't got no script i don't have nothing but i'm saying every 
system in America, everyone, whether you look at the religious system, whether you look at the economic system, whether you look at the educational system, whites in America have always had to figure out a way to be superior to others, to be superior. And so in the church, from way, way back in the day, it was, okay, we learned to read. We know how to read. We understand, but we're not going to let y'all understand. So since we're not going to let y'all understand, keeping in mind that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created us all the same in his image. So there is a price to be paid. I don't know what it is, and it may not come in my lifetime, but there is a price that will be paid because all of us are created in the image of God. And that's why I don't let people worry me. I read all that racist were me, all that black people were, all that people were me. Because I understand that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything that's in it belongs to him. So my life is lived that way. So, but anyway, so back to what I was saying about the churches, about every socioeconomic system, the education system, every system, every system, white people in America have always had to find a way to make themselves superior. That's just a fact. And there are blacks who have been allowed uh, to be part of it, but they had to be acceptable. And see, I played that game too. I'm light-skinned, blue eyes. I played the game. We all have to learn to play the game in order to advance. You know, and we can be as sincere as we want to be. But if we ever forget that, for the most part, we're not seen as equal. We're not seen as being as good as then somewhere along the way if we don't lose ourselves in that we'll start being what they expect us to be and there are black conservatives right now they can talk all day long welcome in every white circle but let them go like where i'm from south down let them go to the black part of town they're not going to go and if they go their conversation they'll be so uncomfortable i've seen it i used to be part of it They'll go, but they'll be so uncomfortable. The only thing they can think of is they'll be ready to leave. It's a phenomenon that's only America. I love America. I really do. But I understand America. And I'm honest with America. And I'm honest with myself. This whole election is a referendum on America. Where are we going to go from here? What are we going to look like from here? Are we going to be Donald Trump's America? Are we? I hope not. I really hope not. Because what we've seen over the past four years is just totally unacceptable. But back to the church. Back to the church. Because if it's going to be change in America, if there's going to be change in, in what we're seeing, the hatred, the anger, and all that, it has to come from the church. But guess what? The church is in no position to do that because the church, for the most part, the white church is part of the whole angry, conservative, the whole white thing. It, it, it just is. It is. So... We talk about Christianity. I get it. I was educated in one of the best conservative white evangelical seminaries there is. But at the same time, I understand that we have a long way to go. And my prayer is that we do get it together. Because if we don't get it together, God is going to be unrelenting on his people. He's going to be unrelenting on church people. So I'm not laying blame on the white churches, but I just have to say, Franklin Graham, yeah, I'm going to call the roll right now. But Franklin Graham, Robert Jeffress, Robert Morris, Preston Wood guy, what's his name? Him. <laughs> Y'all live in a different world than a big portion of us. 
so many young Christians and so many Christians that I've talked to have just been so turned off by Christianity because they can't tell the difference between Christianity and Republican politics. Values? What values? Biblical values? What is that? God? Guns? Country? Where is that in the Bible? Jesus said, and I'm going to end it with this. My podcast is going to be a podcast that if you are immature, quick to get angry and mad, you're not going to listen to my podcast. You're just really not. Because I'm just going to be as transparent and as honest as I can be. Given the experience and education and opportunities and exposure that God has allowed me and blessed me to have. Somebody got to tell the truth. Somebody got to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute. This is not right. And we all have our opinions. And I pray to God that my opinions don't precede or rule or overrule God's principles. And God's principles apply to every area of life. Every area, particularly when it comes to authority and governing. And this is what this podcast is going to focus on principally. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. But I tell you what, whichever one of these 70 plus year old white men win, their view of America is very different. Mike Pence's view of America is very different from Kamala Harris's view of America. And quite possibly, if either one of these 70 something plus year old men win, Quite possibly the presidency that we could be looking at won't be theirs. It would be a presidency of Mike Pence or Kamala Harris. There's a lot to consider. We don't know what's going to happen. Only God knows. And we do know this, that whatever is going to be in God's mind has already been. We just have to live it out. So my podcast, I've told God, hey, just, you know, I'm I'm not going to script anything. I'm not going to. Get on here and talk about Dorothy Brown. I'm not going to get on here and talk about anything but truth, his principles, leadership, Americana. And that's what it's going to be about. That's what it's going to be about. And I hope along the way, inspire you to be all that God would have you to be. Because the world, you have to know, world forces are against you. A lot of people that's in your circle, they don't want to see you prosper. They don't want to see you do good. So I'm just going to talk about the hard stuff, the stuff that people think but won't say. I'm going to say it because it needs to be said. And I hope I pray that I say it in the spirit of love and that I say it in the spirit that will be helpful, hopeful, bring hope, inspiration and cause us all to take a closer look at who we are. And why we are and how we as individuals can do things to make things better for ourselves, for our family and certainly for this country. Because it's going to take all of us. It's going to take blacks and whites and it's going to take Hispanics and women and men and every American. Every American is put up a shut up time regardless of who wins Tuesday. Is put up or shut up. I don't know about you, but I ain't shutting up. Thank you. Remember to join me on Tuesday 
the event I mentioned earlier. Remember to join me on Tuesday, November 3rd, Election Day from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time for our take, Where to America from Here? A conversation in black and white with a stellar panel of public servant leaders joining me. Honorable Alan Steelman, a former U.S. congressman from Texas. Honorable Mildred Crump, a very good friend of mine who is the city council president for the city of Newark. She actually served with Cory Booker when Cory was um, mayor of the city of Newark. And the Honorable Tom Nowak, judge of the 366th District Court in Collin County, Texas. What a panel of leaders and what a conversation this is going to be. Our take, Where to America from Here? A Conversation in Black and White. A conversation that our country needs to have post-November 3rd, no matter which one of the candidates win. So I hope you will join us, Facebook Live, November 3rd, Election Day, 12 noon to 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Where to America from here? A conversation in black and white. Hope you can join us. Take care. Talk to you soon. You can connect with Dorothy on Facebook and Instagram by searching Dorothy Burton or through her website, ChristiansInPublicService.org and grab your copy of her book, Why We Fall, The Power of Self-Awareness Complete with Study Guide on Amazon.com.